Hey guys, welcome to Wing It. This is a podcast where every week myself, Aisha, will be talking to my bezzy mate Yvonne about, <laughs> about our life. So um, that is literally anything and everything. So we hope that you enjoy it. Every single week it's going to be a different topic. So we always welcome uh, new ideas, new discussion points, uh, whatever you guys want to hear us talking about, just holler. Um, and we will be discussing it and winging it. Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Wing It. As you will remember, we had Chizia on last episode talking about her experiences growing up in Italy as a Nigerian woman. Um, And we're so excited to have her back on this week to delve even deeper into her experiences growing up and also later on in life. Yeah, thank you so much, Chintia, for coming back on. Like I just said, last week we had a little bit of an introduction about your background, but now we're we're so excited to have you back for a second Black Lives Matter episode. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just an amazing opportunity to share what this movement, Black Lives Matter, meant to me. I think it's been finally, you know, like people, maybe for the very first time in recent time at had stood up to to really say no to discrimination and abuse based on the color of the skin and uh, and also you know it really gave the opportunity to open up all kind of this like systemic racism so yeah. yes there's a lot to say <laughs> there's a lot to talk about also I was very pleased to see that many protests up to now have been going on about BLM movement, which is like amazing, you know, no stop from end of May until now. And all this story, I mean, all this situation about George Floyd has been massive on a personal level. And I think, of course, on a global level. What does it mean to you, Cynthia, that this is all happening? Well, first, when I saw the, the video, the, the images, you know, I really felt that it was happening to me. Yeah. You know, I couldn't even end, it, end the video. It was, it was shocking, really. It really brought something very deep inside of me. You know, I'm, I'm normally a, a, very, a very peaceful person. Uh, but in the moment, I really felt I must do something. I must do something because this is, this is also my stuff. This is, it could have happened to me. I really felt it. Of course, I'm not an activist or, or anything like that. And I don't think I have, I don't have the, the, the characteristic or it simply is not in my court. But I pondered, you know, I thought about it and I said, okay, if there is something that I can do is not being silent whenever speaking about this. Trying to educate my friend, but in terms of trying to explain what, what meant to me as a black person and what are the things that maybe white people give for granted uh, when it's not actually not right. 
Do you feel the people in your life who aren't black, do you think they have tried to understand and try to empathise with your situation and what's happening and what you're feeling with, with the current movement? So, um, first of all, you know, I was lucky that I had few white friends asking how have you felt, how are you, you know, they had the sensitivity to ask, mm. to ask this. And I was, I was glad to share with them some, um, uh, some books that I've read from uh, African authors, in the specific from Nigeria author, uh, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I think it's very, she's, she's quite popular. And I've read, I've read all her books. She was really my teacher in terms of, you know, educating myself on, on my own country of origin. So she's the same, she's from the same ethnic background of mine. So she's Igbo as well. And reading her books, I literally learned so much about uh, Nigeria culture and the impact of the British colonization on Nigeria, on Africa, and mm. how it has affected the society, even the, the actual society, and how that was related to me as well in the environment that I was living. You know, I could understand some behaviors from my parents as well, mm. how they were so influenced by the British culture mm. till the point that they somehow lost contact with their original culture. And, and when I say this, I'm, I'm talking about name a religion, first of all. Well, personally, I completely, I'm completely of a different religion from my family. I decided to become Buddhist, so which is a big, big change, big, big, big change that caused also some issues, but yeah. it's all under control. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes, you know, when I'm in conversation with my mom, for example, I can see, you know, like the way she thinks and the way, the way she sees the world somehow is so influenced by a colony background somehow. Yeah. I don't know if I'm clear. I want to excuse all the listeners for my English. It's not perfect, but I'm trying to Don't convey. be silly. No, <laughs> silly. Fine. It's I'm fine. sorry in advance. No. <laughs> Can I ask, Jinsia? Yes. Is there a specific book that you would recommend from that author that, you know, someone like yes. me, I mean, the listeners of the podcast know that I don't read for love nor money, but yeah. if it's something important, I would like to educate myself. And I do, Aisha knows, I do want to get back into reading. So if there's one book that you would yeah. recommend for that author that me or maybe other listeners could go to? Yeah, well, let me think about because they are all amazing books. But <sighs> I would recommend Half of a, a Yellow Sun, uh, which is a novel from uh, this lady, as I said, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. It's basically the, the story of black women and well, they were, it was based in the 60s, having to deal with uh, Nigerian civil war at the time. It's all about, you know, the relationship uh, between a black woman and uh, a British man that it was so unconventional at the time, mm -hmm. you know, given the, the reality and 
you know, a society at the time. It's not exactly about racism or anything like that. It's not very political, but it's very, it's a novel based on society. It can be of easy reading and it's very, you know, flowing, but it makes you, you know, it makes you reflect on the impact that British colonization uh, of the British colonization in Nigeria. Uh, and also, you can learn a lot of the way the African culture in this specific Nigeria culture is built. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I would suggest this. And of course, myself, I need, to, I need to read many other books as well because I'm not, as, as you, Yvonne, I'm not a, a very good reader. I used to be, but not nowadays. If I can suggest another book as well. Um, Please. is from the most important Nigerian author, which is uh, Chinua Achebe and uh, the trilogy. First one is like Everything Falls Apart or Not Being a TC. If you Google Chinua Achebe is the, the pioneer of Nigerian author. Right. And they give you like the, the books, they give you really a very interesting background on how the, the colonization and um, how everything has started and has changed and how uh, the African and Nigerian culture has lost its, yeah. its roots. Yeah, it's a really interesting subject, actually, thinking about how much European colonization has actually affected so many different countries and so many different people who are then children of those families because even over in India, Pakistan, and I'm guessing it is the same in a lot of African countries as well, where the the beautification of skin when it is lighter. Yes. So the whole idea that if you are lighter, if you're a lighter shade of brown or you're a lighter shade of black, yes. you are immediately more beautiful because you are closer to this whole idea that yes. when the Euro- Europeans came over, they made life better. And so if you were closer to them, then you were on a higher kind of scale than anyone who was darker than you and that's still something that literally runs through our generation now yes. you know the lighter you are there's products out there that make your skin Absolutely. lighter that celebrities endorse and it's it, I feel like it's a thread that just runs through every single immigrant child Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, of a country that's been that's been colonized by a white country. It's crazy. Yeah, totally. Still, I mean, there is also another issue below this, you know, which is colorism as well. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, and I was affected as well. When I was a kid, I would be pointing out uh, that I was darker than mm. the normal and, you know, and I didn't know how to how to see that. Until the point that I realized that maybe it wasn't a nice thing. And mm. I remember someone of my family started uh, buy some bleaching skin cream. Yeah, they have bleaching and, creams. And, and I, used it, I used it for a very short period of time, thankfully. Mm. But mm. I did. I did. To the point that my mom said, okay, no, <laughs> this is not right. It's like, so bad for your skin. So yeah, I was going to say, it must be so bad for you. Like, so not absolutely. just mentally preparing yourself to do that, but also, yeah, for your skin. Absolutely. 
but I was a firm believer that the lighter you were and the the most beautiful and successful. Yeah, the yeah. more beautiful. It's just recently, I would say, like in my in my thirties that I start to appreciate my my dark skin and my hair. I went natural, used to relax my hair, straight mm. them. Really? Only in the last few years or so? Yeah, just recently. It's really difficult and it's really hard for me to understand, obviously, because to feel that way for 30 years, I can't, I just can't imagine it. Wow. Um, I'm so proud to see many successful young women, black young women, really standing up, being fierce, making such so much noise about it well, you... it's what we need it's what we need yes did you go to the protest Cynthia yes I went to the protest I went to the to the June protest I think yeah the second one after the George Floyd episode which is very was very peaceful a lot of people you know despite the lockdown Actually, mm. I was being criticized as well on social media for mm. attending it, which is like, well, anyway, where everyone was, you know, very full protected and everything. But mm. it was powerful to see, you know, the variety of people. I would say on the second protest, there were, I believe, more white persons than black persons, or oh there was God. an equal, equal. Uh, it was incredible. It was so. Um, I felt, you know, we are not alone in this. Mm-hmm. It's not only a fight fought uh, by black persons, but it's a fight that is concerning everyone. It's yeah. something that we need to win. And at the same time, I was also concerned on how long it's going to last this, all this rumor about it. I'm afraid that it's going to be like a fad story and after, after a month, everything will just be fading away. Yeah, it's like what um, Will Smith said a few years ago. He said that racism, it's not going away, it's just being recorded more mm-hmm. yeah. along those lines. That these issues have always been there, they've always been these tensions but now it's just people are seeing it more they're seeing Mm. what's actually happening so I mean it's good that they're reacting more and I think with the younger generations having the courage and having kind of the platform to speak out a lot more change I think will happen correct me if I'm wrong but I just think it's going to be still slow and still hard just because of the political leaders that we have Yes. Running the countries at the moment. Yes. Are yes. you hopeful, Cynthia? Yeah, there I'm is hopeful. Coming? Yes, yes, because there is lot that is happening on the background as well. Mm. Also, I'm glad to see that protests are happening in many borough, like independently, many borough in London. And yeah. uh, they're still going on with a lot of attendance. And uh, there are a lot of conversations 
happening on social media, Instagram. Yeah, social media. Instagram yes. is blowing up every yes. day. Yeah. Yes, and it's been uh, the number one topic and no one is giving up on this. Yeah. And a uh, lot of learning from black people and white people, a lot of exchanging, a lot of new things happening, you know, a lot of companies uh, realizing, taking part of this it's kind of a renaissance, I would say, you know, social yeah. renaissance in a way. And mm-hmm. I'm so joyful. I'm so proud of it. Um, but at the same time, I really still reminded myself that never giving up on sharing and educating people because there is a lot of ignorance out there. And even, uh, you know, I realized among my very close friends that they don't see that there is a white supremacy because they didn't live it on their own skin. This is why it's so important for people like me to get educated on this matter. Because, you know, unless you're going through it, unless you're experiencing it, or somebody really close to you is experiencing it, you're not aware of it and you're not conscious of it as much. Like, I like to say that I'm quite open to like I'm friends with anybody so to know that you've been through that and I feel kind of ignorant that I've never acknowledged that type of feeling that maybe some of my friends have been through in the past and that's why it's so important to have these conversations so the more I can understand like your perspective the more I can understand your point of view I can then empathize so much more and be in your shoes and just open my eyes a little bit. Yes. And it's not the point to get angry, upset, but to really very compassionate, educating, you know, explaining and, you know, so people can realize and can think about it. And if we are doing it like on a constant level, Mm -hmm. definitely change will happen. And it's already happening. Yes. Is the same happening in Italy? Well, it's the same happening in Italy, hopefully. I think on a slower pace, to be honest. But after George Floyd, there has been a lot of BLM protests going on in different cities. Around the world. Around the world. I think the whole world knows now or is aware, more aware. In Italy, and uh, there are a lot of activists, black young people. They are very active and they engage in discussions and um, conferences and really involved on social media. And it's a joy to see because at my time, let's say I'm not that old, but you know, <laughs> you know like yeah, when, I was, when I was a teenager, <laughs> you know, I'm still a millennium, just like exactly, you know, the very <laughs> beginning of a millennium, but still, you know, like, <laughs> But still, I didn't have access to Facebook when I was at high school, for example. Mm. You know, there wasn't any Facebook or Instagram. And we didn't really know how to handle it. It was something that I could relate with my friends from African backgrounds. But only we, we were the only one that knew what we were going on. And we didn't have the opportunity to talk it on a, on a wider audience. Uh, which is not the case now. Many things have been organized, uh, flash mobs. Amazingly, I, I had the opportunity to attend a flash mob uh, here in Rome. 
basically wow. yes an italian guy from nigeria that is from north of italy uh, he was going around he was touring with this crew and there were flash mob based on this famous song uh, jerusalem which is like the summer heat and uh, we were you know all the people were dancing the jerusalem uh, moves and <laughs> so cool <laughs> and you know it was a way to protest against any type of discrimination and, yeah. and still the black lives matter and mm. uh, also a way to make italian people aware of also another issue that uh, many black italians have which is uh, the right to be citizen in Italy, basically, uh, if you are born African or foreign parents, uh, you don't have immediately the right to be a citizen. So you need to wait until you have reached the 18 years old. And then you need to, you know, there is a very long process to ask for citizenship and you need to give up to your origin uh, citizenship which is ridiculous i think is, is this if you're born in italy you're mm-hmm. still not a citizen mm-hmm. no no so okay. to say my brother my eldest brother that moved here in rome when he was five years old and now he's 44 years old he just recently got his citizenship because wow. he's married is married to an, an Italian, Italian woman. woman. Mm. So, and uh, the, the, the process took so long. It was like, I don't know, I can't, I can't even remember, I think four or five years. And at some point, they kind of forgot it about it. So he needed to pay uh, a lawyer to get the, the process going on. And, and eventually, you know, he finally got it. But my mom doesn't have it. Yeah. You know, although she's wow. been living here for more than 30 years and contributing mm. to the, you know, paying the taxes and everything. Yeah. And this is yeah. ridiculous. And Italy must do something about it because at the end of the day, we are Italian. I don't know anything about Nigeria. Exactly. Like, I mean, you know, do you ever I, go through like an identity crisis where you're like, Sometimes I feel Italian, Absolutely. sometimes I feel Nigerian. Like, Absolutely. it must be crazy. Absolutely, you know. Mm. And uh, when I was younger, uh, I was desperately searching to fit in the yeah. Italian culture. I never fit in because my parents, you know, were coming from a different background. I grew up on a different background, although I was going to Italian school and I could speak only Italian. And at the same time, I didn't have the opportunity to, to travel to Nigeria. I actually traveled twice. I always been when I was very little. And of course, I can't remember anything. So mm. my connection with Nigeria is through my parents. And, and it's not much. And it's weird. It must be weird also when you go back to Nigeria because the Nigerians are like, well, you're not Nigerian, you're Italian. Exactly. And the Italians are like, you're not Italian, you're Nigerian. Exactly. <laughs> so there's this like middle ground where like exactly. second, third class immigrant children are kind of now exactly. building their own like space. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> it's actually scary. It's been quite scary for many years. It's just like in the recent year, like last two years that... I'm really having a compelling desire 
to go back to Nigeria and see mm-hmm. where I'm coming from, get to know my roots, be in contact mm-hmm. with them because I think it, it will be crucial for my personal development. So yeah, I'm planning, I'm planning to do this as soon as possible, really. Mm, no, that would be really, really good. I mean, do you, do you ever feel like pressured or just tired when educating people about like your history or about racism? I mean, are we, sometimes are you literally just like, yes. stop asking me questions because I'm black? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's like the classic so, question, where yeah. are you from? No, where, where are you are really you? from? Yeah, exactly. you know, oh, what's your what, accent? Why how, do you look like that? How you speak Pirate. so well in Italian? Yeah. Oh my god, I don't know how many times <laughs> I've been asked this. Yeah. Oh, you speak very well. You yeah. you are a very fast learner. I said, like, listen, I was born here. I was born here. Oh, yeah. really? Really? Okay. Well done. You still speak very well. <laughs> <laughs> I was born here. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh lord! And yeah, I mean, I can make a compilation. I actually took part of a of a campaign, an Italia campaign. So we were asked to, you know, send some picture of us with the with the most common question, like. Yeah stereotypes so i choose this one you know oh do you but do you get tan like when in sun <laughs> do you tan yeah yeah do you, oh, do you tan? oh well yeah those are really yeah. hard-hitting questions yeah. that people need to know <laughs> yeah this thing or you know you can i touch your hair, hair well? yeah <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I have like a, I don't know a tape inside of me that gives the 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 standard the standard the same answer, answer. Yeah. <laughs> every oh, time. I get you. I get you. Know, you. Like, <laughs> or how do you spell your name? Oh uh, well, in Italy, oh, I mean, my name is Italian, but I never dare to share my Nigerian middle names because yeah, they will spell it like they will make a mess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I remember this teacher when I was in primary school she was insisting in calling me like in my Nigerian names and she would spell it so badly that it was so shameful that I I was very peaceful but at some point I just stood up and I said this is not my name my name is Chinta all right and she was wow. like, whoa, yeah, come on. Why, yeah, why did she insist? Eh? Yeah, why did she weird. insist? Because she, I mean, I think she wanted to look like, oh, we are inclusive and I'm going to call no. you with your original name. Well, actually, these are my middle names. No yeah. one is calling me with their names except my parents who, of course, know. How That's to, probably worse to, than actually anything. Exactly. Else. Exactly. <laughs> just have the opposite effect. Exactly. And people and kids, uh, schoolmates were laughing and were yeah. laughing and making making a joke about it. And I said, yeah. okay, this needs to stop. And I stood yeah. up for myself. Please call me Chintia. This is not how you pronounce my middle name. Please yeah. don't call me like that. And yeah. she was a little bit. Good for you. you. Know, yeah, a little bit sad, but you need to, to have it's your sensitivity. Name. Exactly. My first name yeah. is Cinzia and call me. Whether you like it or not, this is a very European and <laughs> Italian name and yeah. you should use it. And don't call me in your own made up version of <laughs> version. <name. laughs> 
just to kind of wrap up, like coming off the back of the education question quite nicely, is there anything you would want to say to people like me and Aisha that obviously don't have the same cultural background as you? Obviously, Aisha, you're Asian, so you can empathize slightly. And that's something we can definitely go into on another episode. But for me, you know, I, Mm. I do have this white privilege going on where I'm not subject to these racial inequalities and racial discrimination. So for me, for Aisha, for everybody listening, if there's one thing that you can educate us on or one thing that you can encourage us to do going forward yes. to help the Black Lives Matter movement and to help people like yourselves, Chintia, what would you like to say? Well, I would say, first of all, do not assume and do not be afraid of making questions because I can understand that from a white perspective, or any other race perspective, it can be quite like embarrassing sometimes Mm. asking because you you might not know certain Mm. things on how to deal and things. And so because people are afraid to ask, they just do it wrong. (laughs) So don't don't be afraid to ask. Actually, Mm. personally, I would prefer someone to ask me what do you think if it's something is offensive being like this or saying this or that? An intelligent person will not take it personal and mm. will just tell you uh, it's right or it's wrong. So that's the first thing. And secondly, being aware, especially dealing with sensitive, sensitive issues, like sometimes when we talk, we don't realize that we actually use discriminative words. I do it. Mm. I do it myself as well. Mm. But if, you know, someone is just offended or something, don't, again, don't be afraid to ask or to have a discussion about it. Uh, I would say, you know, really being open-minded, like I don't know something and I will ask and actually showing showing, uh, interest yeah means that you know it's already a, a great start you know? yeah willingness to learn yes yes yeah. and listen you know and listen and listen and try to understand that there is not all about being black or it's like people are coming from a point of anger black people are labeled as like kind of aggressive or Yeah, it's all about them. No, no. You need to understand that this is coming from years and centuries of oppression. So being understanding, you know, and realizing that if you label me as an aggressive person, whether a white person will be labeled as assertive, there is something that needs to change, for example. Mm. So be open to that. So yeah, that's I mean, what I would suggest, and there is much more to say, and you know, like we could talk forever. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I think having this conversation as we are doing, it's it's great. It's a great cause. Definitely. Yes. Do you have anything else you wanted to ask Aisha before we close? I mean, to be honest, I could talk about this subject for days on end. Yeah. <laughs> there is, like you said, there's, there is so much to say. But I actually just want to say for myself, thank you so much for talking about it. I mean, it is quite a hard topic. 
and from my point of view like Yvonne said like I, un- I, I do understand the kind of oppression and, and discrimination side of it because we do get it you know as a South Asian and mm-hmm. being born in Europe or having South Asian parents South Asian family yes. you, you get it in a very different way but you know when you were talking about kind of growing up and your experience growing up that was resonating with me as well but with specifically the BLM movement that is something that we as South Asians also need to support because we also have our own yes stereotypes and our own kind of views on black people that are completely different to what you know white people may have um you know every minority and now it's it's a time for solidarity so yeah it's not easy to talk about so yeah thank you very much for coming on and and sharing your your insights with us oh thank you and that's my pleasure it's been an honor to sharing this with you guys and with all your listeners and followers and i want to have more of these opportunities to have a very interesting exchange. It's not only you learning, but it's also me. It's also myself. So so more than welcome. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I hope everyone listening out there has enjoyed this as much as us. Like we always say, if you do have any questions or anything you wanted to ask, definitely please message us instagram facebook please do leave a comment just because this is a discussion that we do need to have and it's something that has been you know brushed under the carpet for too long and now is the time to really talk is the time to ask questions is the time to educate yourself so whether that's going online whether that's reading whether that's following just a few instagram pages it's it's a discussion that we need to really really push to every corner of the world now Yes, and all of Chintia's recommendations for books we're going to put in the handles and we're going to put on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast. So, yeah, thank you so much, Chintia. Honestly, it's been eye-opening for both of us, so thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you guys so much for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye.